somebody's hungry and thirsty tonight. Amen. You got a promise, you shall be filled. Amen. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. We just want to say we're honored to be here with you. And it's an honor to have my, my wife and my family with us. And uh, the Burgess family from, from our church. And, and so we're just honored to be here with all these great men of God. And, and to be here with you. And uh, we just, um, just want to say something tonight uh, that would be an encouragement to the people of God. Amen. So let's just bow our hearts together and let's just look to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this time, Lord. This, Lord, we consider it to be an opportunity, Lord, to be able to come, Lord, into your presence. And Lord, we believe, God, that we're in your presence tonight. Lord, because you keep all your appointments. And Lord, you already promised in your word that wherever two or three are gathered in your name, that you will be in the midst. And Lord, we believe that you are in the midst tonight, God. We believe that you are here. And Lord, I, I believe that wherever you are, the supernatural is a reality. Wherever you are, Lord, it's impossible that we could remain in the same condition that we're in. Lord, so I pray tonight that every person, Lord, just now would, would settle it in their heart. Lord, that they're going to leave different than they came. We're going to leave better Christians. We're going to leave, Lord, more in love with you, with a closer relationship. We're going to rededicate and consecrate our lives. Lord, we're going to take and seize the moment tonight. And we're going to, Lord, take this opportunity, Lord, to just to come up to the Master's table and, to, Lord, to draw nigh to you. And you already promised, God, that if we would draw nigh to you, that you would draw nigh to us. And, Lord, that's what we want to do tonight. So, God, we just ask that, Lord, as we take this Bible, Lord, how precious that it is. And, Lord, as we open it up, God, we know this is your word, and it's, it, it, it's anointed word, Lord. It's infallible. Heavens and earth will pass away, but that word can never fail. But, Lord, we, we as we open this Bible tonight, God, anybody could read the words. But, Lord, we're asking the author of the book, Lord, just to drop down tonight and, Lord, make Make this word a living reality to us. Lord, I pray that you would open every heart. And Lord, that we would receive the word with gladness. Lord, I pray as we receive that word, Lord, that we would become the word. That's the desire we have tonight. So God, we just ask your blessing upon the service now. And Lord, may you have preeminence, God. I pray, Lord, that your perfect will would be done among us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask. Amen. And amen. Amen. If you take your Bibles tonight, we'll ask you to turn with us to the book of 2 Corinthians in the 10th chapter. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And I'd like to read a few verses here this evening. We'll be reading from the first verse. 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 1. Now I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence and base among you, but being absent and bold towards you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence, wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh." For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalt, exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having and a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Revelation is the 12th chapter. If you'd like to turn with us there, Revelation chapter 12. <clears throat> we'll just read this and let you have your seats tonight. Revelation 12, and we'll read from verse 7. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought, and his angels. 
and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. May God just add his blessings. You can have your seats this evening. I mean, he's glad to be an overcomer. Amen. I'd like to read also from Ephesians 6. We'll just read this tonight as we, as we just begin to enter into our thought. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. And Paul says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I want you to notice that Paul is again saying we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. So you can, you can look at your neighbor tonight and say, you're not my enemy. Amen. Your, your wife is not your enemy. Amen. Your husband's not your enemy. Your brother's not your enemy. We, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you might be able to stand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, take the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints." Amen. I'd like to just speak to you for a few minutes tonight by the help of the Lord on a thought, and I would title it, The Conflict Between God and Satan. And I, I just want to uh, approach this, you know, uh, even, even our prophet, when he preached the message, he, he titled Satan's Eden there in 1965. When he was uh, taking that thought, he said, I just would like to bring something to enlighten you to make us better soldiers in the field that we're fighting in now. Amen. He says he would like to bring something to help us learn the tactics of the enemy so that we could block everything before it gets to us. Amen. To learn to keep the punches off of you. Amen. And, and so I would just like to approach it in that way tonight. I believe that we need to know our enemy. I believe that we need to know the battle that we're in tonight. You see, because we, we you know, we can't, we're not fighting in Luther's day. We're not, we're not living in Wesley's day. Amen. But we're in a battle right now. And we need something to equip us in the battle we're in right now. Amen. And so how many knows you're in a battle? Amen. If you ain't in a battle, I say you just go ahead and come on to the altar now because, amen, if you're not in a battle, then there's something wrong with your testimony. Amen. Because we are in a battle. We are in a war. But, but this war didn't start with you, and you're not the only one that's fought in this war. And as a matter of fact, the conflict is not even between you and Satan. The conflict is between God and Satan. It just so happens that many of us, amen, are identified with Jesus Christ. Amen. And because we have taken sides with Jesus tonight, amen, we have become an enemy of his. Uh, 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 in other words, amen, Satan is his enemy. And because we have taken sides with Jesus, then Satan has now become our enemy. Amen. You see what I'm saying? Amen. The, even though the conflict is between God and Satan, amen, now we have entered into this battle by identification. 
Amen. But the war didn't start with us. Amen. It started in heaven. I believe that if we can find the origin of this great battle or this war that's going on, I believe it would help us tonight. So the battle started in heaven, but the prophet said in the fourth seal, it'll finish on the earth in the form of Armageddon. Amen. In the greatest battle ever fought, he said this great first battle that was ever fought began in heaven when Michael and his angels fought against Lucifer and his angel. Angel, it first started, the first battle was in heaven, so sin did not originate on the earth. It originated in heaven, and it was thrown down from heaven, cast out of heaven to the earth, and fell on human beings. The battle, amen, from angels become human battles, and Satan come to destroy God's creation. Amen. What God had created for himself, that was what his purpose was, was to destroy it. And then the battle began here on earth, and it began in us and has been raging ever since. Amen. So we can see that this battle started in heaven, but the battle of angels has now become human battles. Amen. But you know what I would like to point out to you tonight, if you can see that the battle first started in heaven, you can also see, amen, that God was victorious there. And if he was victorious there, I believe that God will be victorious here. Amen. And you can also see that there was some angels in heaven. Amen. The Bible says that they were elect angels. Amen. And there was angels in heaven that stood with Michael. Amen. When he fought against Lucifer. Amen. And I believe if there was angels in heaven. Amen. That were elected to stand with Michael. Amen. Against the lie of the enemy. Amen. And now the battle that was started in heaven has come to the earth. Amen. There's also, amen, some humans on the earth. Amen. There's some people on the earth tonight that are elected of God to stand with Christ against the enemy tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you believe that? How many is glad to be one of them? Oh, yes. Amen. Now we see in this great war that there's two powers. Amen. There's two powers. Really, there's only two powers that are represented here. And a power is the, uh, uh, the, the capacity or the ability to direct or, or, or to influence the behavior of others or the course of events. Amen. And, and Brother Brown says in the greatest battle ever fought, he says we've had wars after wars and rumors of wars. And if the earth stands, we'll have plenty more wars. But do you realize there's only really two powers in all the universe? Of all our differences between nations and differences between each other and everything, it all mounts up to two powers. There's only two powers and there's only two kingdoms. All the rest, the little minor things, are connected to either one of those powers. And those powers is God's power and Satan's power. Every war, every disorder, everything that comes along is either controlled by God's power or Satan's power. Because that's the only two powers there is, is the power of life and the power of death. Amen. And Satan, his power is a perverted power of God. It's no real power. It's a perversion of God's power. Everything Satan has, death is only a perverted life. A lie is a truth mistold. Adultery is an act misused. Everything Satan has got is something that's perverted, but it is a power. And we are, are and, and we are today sitting here, and one or the other power is going to control us. Amen. Something is going to control you tonight. One power or the other, even in this service tonight, is going to control you. You're going to be influenced by either one of these powers tonight. Amen. So the prophet said, so let's cast out the evil one and let's take our position like the stars of the heavens. Amen. So as we look at this, we begin to see there's two powers. Now you can call it whatever you want to, right versus wrong, wisdom versus faith, fear ver or, or, or you know doubt versus faith or fear versus love or and you could you could give it all kind of names, but in reality, amen, there's only two powers, the power of God and the power of Satan. Amen. So you recognize that tonight. Amen. And so you're gonna be influenced by one of those powers. Amen. Now, I just would like to say that in this war or this conflict that we're in, there's many battles. 
Amen. And, and, and you know, because there can be many battles within a war. And, and you're going through battles as a church. And we're going through battles as the bride of Christ. And, and, and there's, there's uh, you know, there's battles that we go through collectively as, as, a, as a congregation. But then, amen, in this war, you got your own individual battles. Amen. And, and, the, and so, amen, Brother Bell says this. He said, to lose a battle is not to lose a war. Amen. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but that's encouraging to me. Because I, for one, have lost some battles. But I have not lost the war. Amen. I'm still here tonight. Amen. Listen, I've got knocked down a few times, but I didn't stay down. Is there anybody else that's been knocked down? Is there anybody else that's lost a few battles along the way? But the prophet said to lose a battle is not to lose a war. Patton lost several battles, but he never lost the war. That's right. We'll lose a lot of battles too, but we'll not lose the war. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I'm encouraged by that. Amen. Now, remember, amen, there's the power of Satan, the power of God. Now, Brother Branham, uh, there in, the, uh, in 55, he actually preached a series of sermons. He preached the power of Satan, the power of God, the power of decision. Amen. And in that, uh, uh, one of those services there, he says, Satan does. We do not want to be mistaken. Satan has a power, and that power is death. Amen. We see in Ephesians 6, 12, we read, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world. In Ephesians 2 and 2, it says, Where in times past we walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So we can see even by the scripture that Satan has a power. Amen. But thank God there is a greater power than he has. Amen. How many believe there's a real devil? Amen. How many can recognize tonight that Satan is real? Amen. I, I know there's people out here trying to convince us that there ain't no real devil and, and, and there is no real demons and there is no, you know, and, and they're trying to, you know, just uh, uh, explain everything away and, and, and take everything and say, say that Satan, you know, I, I tell you, amen, there's all kind of ideas and theories out there. There's no real devil. There's no real hell. There's, but I want to tell you, there is a real devil. He is real and he's got a power. But if there's a real devil... There's got to be a real God. Hallelujah. And if, if Satan is real and he has a power, I say God is more real and he has more power. Hallelujah. The power of God is greater than the power of the enemy. Amen. The prophet said the power of Satan is death, but the power of God is life. Amen. And what is greater, death or life? Amen. I, I, I just, uh, I, I might get ahead of myself right here, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. Amen. You're going to defeat the last enemy. According to this Bible, there'll be a last enemy, and that last enemy is death. And it just so happens that you are a, are a people that's anointed to defeat the last enemy. You say, brother, how are we ever going to do that? Because, amen, Jesus, the life of Jesus Christ defeated death 2,000 years ago. And that same life will defeat death again. Hallelujah. Amen. You're living in a time when the token life, the literal life of Jesus Christ is, is available. Amen. It's here. It's not coming. It's here. And that life will defeat death. The power of the life of Christ is greater than the power of death. Do you believe that tonight? Amen. The prophet just asked the question. He said, which is strongest, life or death? Life. Which is strongest, light or dark? Light. Amen. How many knows that light will always take supreme authority over darkness? The only way that darkness can exist is for light to be absent. Come on, darkness cannot overtake light. The only way that darkness can exist is for light to leave. 
That's why the church is in darkness. That's why the world is in darkness. Because they put Christ on the outside. Hallelujah. Darkness could have never overtaken. Amen. Where he was, as long as light was there, as long as life was there. Amen. The darkness could not overtake. Amen. The only way that darkness can exist is in the absence of light. Hallelujah. So you can see that darkness cannot overtake, or, uh, overtake light. But this building can be dark. And you turn on a switch. And light will always overtake the darkness. Hallelujah. Oh, ain't you glad there's a man here that can turn on the light. Amen, listen, amen, you might be here tonight and you're living in a world of darkness. Amen, your life's all covered up with sin and unbelief. I got good news to bring to you. There's a man here that can turn on the light. Hallelujah. In just a moment, he flipped the switch and where darkness was, light will exist. Because the power of God is greater than the power of the enemy. That's right. God is much stronger. The power of God is much stronger than the power of death because he's life. He was first, which was first, life or death, life. Now watch this. Amen. The prophet said you got a weapon there to fight that sickness with. It's in you. God gave it to you. Why will you stand back like a coward? Why you stand on the sidelines? Let's follow the captain. Let's follow him, the, the one that went to Calvary. When he went to Calvary, he was wounded for our transgressions. With his stripes, we were healed. Take what he gives you and fight sickness and sin. Fight unbelief away. Tell the devil he's a liar. I invite you to do it right now. Amen. Tell the devil he's a liar. Oh, I tell you, somebody needs to say it tonight. Amen, that devil's been telling you all kind of stuff. Amen, he is fighting you all week before you got here. Amen, but just take the opportunity tonight and tell the devil, amen, you're a liar. The prophet said, tell the devil he's a liar. Christ said, he has overcome the world. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is the power of Christ in you than the sickness that you have in your body tonight. Greater is the power of Christ in you than that little besetting sin that you can't overcome. Let's take that Holy Spirit and fight the devil down. Hallelujah. How many like to do that tonight? Just take the Holy Spirit and fight the devil down and walk out victorious as heroes of the cross. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. That's what I want to do tonight. 1 John 4 and 4, you are of God, little children, and, over, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. You know what Brother Brown said, and how can I overcome? He said, that's real overcoming. First, you've got to recognize that Satan is real, and he is against you. He said, and then realize or recognize that greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Listen, friends. Amen. You've got to first get a revelation that Christ is in you. Amen. You can't do that without a new birth. Amen. I'm convinced that some of us just need to get the Holy Ghost. Amen. And recognize and realize, amen, that greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. Oh, my. Amen. Watch what he said. He that is in you, greater is he that was in David than the bear that stole his sheep. Greater is he that was in David than the lion that come in and took one of his lambs. Greater was he that was in David than the enemy Goliath. Amen. Listen. Amen. I love how Brother Brown would tell it. And you know, here was Goliath standing out there and making his big boast and amen, telling all that he told. But the prophet said, them words fell on the wrong ears that day. Amen. And here come little David down there to the camp of Israel. And he heard all that. Amen. And David began to recognize something. Amen. David, I believe with all my heart, David caught a revelation in 1 Samuel 17 and 45. And then David then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts. 
the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee. And I will give the carcasses of the hosts of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, to all, that all of the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with a sword and a spear, for the battle is the Lord's. Hallelujah. And he will give you into our hands. I believe the revelation that David called was this ain't my battle. This is God's battle. I'm only here representing the side of the right. And he is only here representing the side of the wrong. So it don't matter how big he looks and how little I am. Amen. I'm only representing. Oh, come on, church. David realized I'm not the one fighting. This ain't my battle. I might be small, but I represent a big God. I might be little, but my God is great. I might be weak, but my God is strong. Hallelujah. And I don't care how big the giant is, my God's bigger. Hallelujah. I don't care how powerful he looks, God's more powerful. Hallelujah. This ain't my battle. This is God's battle. Hallelujah. I love that revelation that David caught because David didn't get that revelation and didn't go home sitting on the couch. Come on, church. Amen. Sometimes you start preaching, you know, this ain't your battle. This is God. And, and we think, well, that's great. So let's just sit down and let God fight. No, David recognized this is God's battle. But I happen to be here. Amen. And God's going to use somebody to defeat this enemy. It might as well be me. Hallelujah. God needs some hands. And God needs some feet. And God needs somebody to believe his word. Amen. Stand on the promises. It might as well be us. Hallelujah. This is God's battle tonight in Laodicea. But we're here. And God didn't call us to just sit down and be passive. Come on. God didn't just call us to sit on the pews and let the preachers do all the praying. And the choirs do all the singing. Amen. And, and come on, church. Amen. But you are here tonight to destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah. That's what God called you to do. That's what he commissioned you to do. That's what he anointed you to do. I say, is there any Davids in this building tonight that will rise up in faith and say, amen, I might be small, I might be little, but my God is great. Hallelujah. And this is not my battle. This is his battle. Hallelujah. And every enemy will come by his feet. Hallelujah. I ain't seen a devil yet that can stand before my God. Cancer couldn't do it. Lust can't do it. Diabetes can't do it. There ain't no devil, named or unnamed, that can stand before the power of our God and his Christ. Because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. Whoa, thank you, Jesus. It's a powerful revelation when you begin to realize this ain't my battle. This is God's battle. You know the children of Israel, amen, I believe it was uh, Jehoshaphat over there in 2 Chronicles 20. There's three powers united against the children of Israel, they come to war against the children of Israel. Amen. And Jehoshaphat, or, or Judah rather. And Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. Amen. You know Judah, you know Judah means praise. So now there's a great enemy coming to war against praise. Amen. And Jehoshaphat, when this, when the, and listen, they were outnumbered. Amen. Go read your scripture. They were outnumbered. Amen. The odds were stacked against them. But Jehoshaphat, Amen. Caught a prayer meeting. 
Amen. And he, and he assembled together all of the, uh, 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 of, the, of the children of Israel. Amen. Both small and great. All of them. The young ones, the old ones, all of them. Got them all gathered up. Amen. They just decided to have church. You know what? I think that's so amazing. Amen. That in their time of trouble... They didn't, it never come on Jehoshaphat's fine mind, you know, they, man, it's really, things are really turned upside down, and it seems like the Lord has forsaken us, and everything is going wrong. I think I'll just stay home. You know, I, I think I, I'll just lay out on Wednesday night. Amen, it seems like, you know, everything's went bad anyhow, so I think, you know, I, I'm kind of discouraged, so I'll just sit around the house. No, when everything was going wrong, he said, let's have a meeting. Let's have revival. Amen, but don't you realize, amen, all the, all the armies are gathering up against you to fight. Yeah, I think what we need to do is have church. Amen, because we can't fight. Amen, ain't it amazing that Jehoshaphat never gathered all of his great generals together? He, he didn't have a, a war meeting and put the best military minds that he had together and try to come up with a plan to defeat the enemy. He said, let's have church. Let's consult God. Let's see what God has to say about it. Hallelujah. And right in the middle of all that, amen, a young man began to prophesy. Amen. And he began to tell them, he says, hearken ye all Judea and all you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Amen. And thou King Jehoshaphat, for thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by the reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they have come up by the cl cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jerel. And ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Now, when you get home, you can go read the rest of it. You know what they did? The Bible says they got up early. Amen. Do you realize they were outnumbered, outmanned? All the odds was against them. Amen. And they were going down to a battle. Amen. And it looked like it was impossible for them, for them to win. But they were so excited about it that they decided to get up early. Seemed like a good day to sleep in to me, but they, they decided to get up early. Amen. And Jehoshaphat said, I tell you what we're going to do. Amen. We're going to sing the singers and the musicians out. Hallelujah. And I want y'all to start praising God. Amen. And all the soldiers will follow. And Brother Brown said, that's the order of God's army anyhow. Amen. Do you realize that's why we have church the way we do? Amen. We started out with singing and music. Amen. You know what we're doing? We're setting the battle in array. Hallelujah. We're getting ready to whip some devils, brother. Amen. That's why we're already singing and rejoicing. Hallelujah. Because a battle is getting ready to take place. And the Bible says, while they were singing and praising God, the Lord set ambushments against the enemy, and they began to kill one another. And by the time the children of, amen, by the time Judah got down to the battlefield, it was covered with dead bodies, and none of them escaped. The enemy was dead. Hallelujah. And they never drew a sword. All they did was sing the praises of God and rejoice and lift their hands and amen the word and God destroyed their enemy. Hallelujah. You know what I love about it? Amen. When they got down there and found all them dead bodies, God said, now you go out there and get the spoils. And it took them three days to gather the spoils of a battle that they never even drew a sword to fight. Brother, that's how good your God is. He said, you just praise me and I'll fight your battles. And when I get done destroying your enemy, you can just gather all the spoils. Hallelujah. I say let's worship him tonight. Let's praise him tonight. Let's watch our God as a warrior tonight. And when God is finished with this meeting, all we're going to do is just gather the spoils. 
Some of you's gonna get your joy back. Some of you's gonna get your health back. Some of you's gonna get your children back. Hallelujah. Because God is destroying our enemy and we are gathering the spoils. Hallelujah. I say we got something to shout about. We got something to sing about. We got something to praise God about. Because while we're singing, God is fighting. And while we're worshiping, God is destroying your enemy. Hallelujah. Just go ahead and praise him tonight. that way because God takes an attack on you personal when the devil touches you you know what God God's attitude towards that is whatever you've done to the least of these my little ones you've done it unto me I prove it to you, but amen. We can take that scripture. We take another scripture when 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 Saul, which became Paul, was was met by an angel, or the pillar of fire, I should say. When when the pillar of fire came to Paul, amen. He spoke to Paul and says, he tells him, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuteth. Amen. Now now Paul never persecuted Jesus in the flesh as a man, amen. But he was persecuting the church. But Jesus did not tell Paul, amen, I'm Jesus and you're persecuting my church. He said, I'm Jesus whom thou persecuteth. Amen, because when you persecute the church, amen, when the devil touches you, God takes offense. Exodus 23, 20, Behold, I send my angel before thee to keep thee in the way to bring thee to the place I have prepared. Beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgression, for my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice, how many wants to obey the voice of the angel? And do all that I speak, then will, amen, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies. And an adversary unto thy adversaries. What a promise. God is telling you, amen, if you keep my word, if you obey the voice of the angel. Oh, brother, I tell you, that's why I don't care what they say about this message. I don't let them criticize, make fun of, do whatever they want to do. Amen. I take this message. Amen. There's something in my heart. I just want to say amen. Be it unto me according to thy word. Hallelujah. Amen. Full obedience to the word of God entitles you to the token. Amen. And when you've got that kind of attitude towards the, towards the angel of the Lord, amen, God is telling you, amen, your enemy is now my enemy. And your adversary is now my adversary. Well, I don't know what that does to the rest of y'all, but I want to tell you what it does to me. Amen. When I realize, amen, that my enemy is God's enemy, I also realize I just got the victory. Hallelujah. Because I might not be able to defeat him. I might not have the power to overcome him. But my God is more than able. Hallelujah. I love that. My enemy's his enemy. God takes an offense when you're attacked. He takes his attack on himself. You know, I, I, we got, they got what they call NATO, you know, and it's all a bunch of nations. They've made an agreement. If you're a part of that, if you are a part of that agreement, you're in that, uh, uh, considered in that, an attack on one is an attack on all. And, and, and because we're a part of NATO, even if, if they attack a foreign land, it ain't got nothing to do with us, amen, we are obligated and responsible to assist. Amen. And we have to fight that enemy just like we have been attacked on our own soil. Oh, brother. 
I say if it's that way with NATO, amen, and a covenant that God that, that, that has nothing to do with God made by men, amen, what about when you enter into a covenant with Christ? Amen. When Satan attacks you, God takes it personal. But let's flip that over a little bit. Amen. Amen. When somebody attacks this Bible, it ought to be an offense to you. When somebody attacks the name of Jesus Christ, amen, it ought to be an offense to you. Something ought to rise up within you to stand against that spirit. Amen. You say, brother, that ain't my enemy. Amen. The prophet of God said, everything that's anti-word is your enemy. Anything against the word is your enemy. That's a direct quote, by the way. If it's against the word, that's against you. It's, it's, it's your enemy. Amen. And if God takes it personal when you're attacked... I believe that you and I ought to take it personal when he's attacked. Oh, come on. Amen. I think that it ought to, amen, it, it, ought, to, it ought to bother you when people start running this message down. It ought to bother you when they start calling this prophet a false prophet. Amen. And start talking about, amen, the cloud and the pillar of fire. Amen. And I, let me just tell you, there's a lot of people ashamed of that stuff. But I am not ashamed tonight to be identified with a pillar of fire that was made visible in this last day. I ain't ashamed, amen, to be identified with this message or the messenger. I ain't embarrassed or ashamed to say tonight that William Branham was a prophet messenger of this age. Hallelujah. And I certainly am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. I ain't ashamed to sing in the name of Jesus. I ain't ashamed to pray in the name of Jesus. I'm not even ashamed to take on his name in water baptism. Hallelujah. When somebody starts, amen, talking about my God and talking about this mess, brother, that's an attack on me. Can I take that a little bit, a step further? Amen, when your brother's under attack. Come on, I think we ought to adopt some of NATO's terms. An attack on one is an attack on all. Come on, friends. Amen. We stand back sometimes, you know, watch a guy. Amen. Under, a, Amen. The devil's really attacking him, and all we can do is run him down and put him down. Amen. He must have done something to deserve it. You know, he had to do. Amen. Somebody. There's a brother out here struggling. His, his church is really. Amen. Having a hard time. Amen. We just stand back and say, Well, I guess they done something. You know. Amen. God must not be pleased with them. Amen. I tell you what. Amen. That might be true, but I'm just going to say this tonight. Amen. We ought to have the Spirit in us. Amen, that when we see our brother down, there's something in us want to lift him up. Amen, you say, brother, what are you talking about? I say, that was the spirit of Christ in Abraham when he went after Lot. Listen, friends, Lot wasn't even the same category that Abraham was in. Lot was a penny and Abraham was a silver dollar. Amen, but it didn't make no difference to Abraham. That was his brother anyhow. And when the chips were down, there was something in him to go and restore his brother back. It's the spirit of Christ in Moses that stood in the gap. If Brother Tim's under attack, I'm under attack. Listen, if the devil is trying to stand and, 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 and war against, amen, the work of God in this assembly, amen, then I take it as an attack on our assembly. And I know these brothers, amen, that they, they'll, they'll stand behind me the same way. Amen. If Brother Ron's under attack, I'm under attack. Amen. And when the devil's attacking me and I'm in the cross, crosshairs, I know them men are praying for me. Amen. When I'm going through a hard time, I know all I got to do is just ask. And they're interceding in prayer. Amen, brother. That's how it's got to be in the local body. That's how it's got to be. Amen. Amen. Worldwide. Amen. We got to recognize. Amen. That we're one in Jesus Christ. Amen. An attack against one is an attack against all. Hallelujah. Amen. I think we ought to Amen, adopt the, 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 the military's attitude. Amen, we ain't leaving nobody behind. No fallen soldiers. 
Amen. We ain't leaving nobody on the field. Come on, if it takes backing up a little bit, we're going to do that. Amen. If it takes, whatever, no, don't get me wrong. I mean, we ain't going to compromise. But what I'm saying is, amen, if we got to stop a little while, spend a little time, do whatever it's got, amen, we ain't leaving nobody behind. Oh, come on, church. Amen, let's forget this attitude or our, our four no more. And, amen, all this kind of, amen, let's, amen, let, I, I say we ought to stand like Moses. Amen, because Moses stood out and Pharaoh gave him opportunity. You go on out, but you got to leave this and you got to leave that and you're going to leave this other thing. Amen, he said, I'll tell you what. Amen, we ain't going nowhere until everything that belongs to us goes with us. We ain't leaving one hoof behind in Egypt. Hallelujah. I say, let the pastors stand on that revelation. Amen, brother. We might not be able to take everybody. Amen, but I'm going to stand and preach it like we can. Amen. And my attitude to the devil tonight is, I ain't leaving one young person behind. I ain't leaving one mama behind, one daddy behind. When we leave here, amen, we ain't leaving nobody behind us. We ain't going to leave no soldiers on the field. Hallelujah. Oh, mercy. I don't know what time I started, so it's hard to tell when I stop. I hope it's all right. You see, you got to know the tactics of your enemy. How many, see, brother, you got to know your enemy. Brother Brown, he says, he says, you study your opponent. You know, he talks about a boxer and so forth and all this. You study his licks, you study his moves, you study. What you do is you look at what he done to others. And you learn his tactics, see. The prophet says, see, he says, because we know the greatest battle is going on right now. It's in the mind. And what happened? Eve stopped for a moment. That's all she had to do. Satan had her caught and just reasoned it with her. Isn't that reasonable? See his tactics, what he's trying to do? He's trying to anoint that precious woman there. God's daughter with unbelief in, uh, in God's word. That's exactly what he's trying to get her to do. And that's what he's trying to get you to do, honey. Brother Brown speaks to his sick sister there. And, and that's what he tries to get each one of you to do out there. Anoint you. And you're a free moral agent. You can accept it if you want to. But kick it out. If Eve hadn't had stopped that moment don't to listen, see, don't stop for nothing. Don't stop. When Elijah told Gehazi to take my staff, lay it on the dead baby. If any man speaks to you, don't speak back. If he tries to stop you, just keep right on going. When you got the message, keep going. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. I want to tell you tonight, you got the message. We're not waiting on a message. We got the message. Keep going. Can I tell you a message from the Spirit of God tonight? Amen. This is what the prophet said. He said a message the Spirit is saying to you. Move forward. Keep going. Don't stop for nothing. Hallelujah. Amen. Lay everything aside and just keep cutting through, brother. You got a sword in your hand. Just keep on chopping. See, Satan's army brings diseases. God's army is commissioned to cast them out. Amen. There you are. Every time Satan throws anything on to you, God's army is to cast them out. Amen. Cast it out. That's the very technique that God used. Satan, when he used the army of destruction to disbelieve God's word and set up a better kingdom than Michael had, and God cast him out. It's God's method is to cast out. Amen. What's Brother Brown showing? He's showing Revelation 12. Amen. How did God handle it in heaven? He cast him out. How did he handle it on the earth? Cast it out. Come on, friends. Michael cast him out of heaven. When Jesus Christ was on the, on the earth, amen, what did he do when he come to the man with a legion of devils? He didn't leave him that way. He cast him out. Hallelujah. Look, amen, you say, well, that's wonderful for God, but what about us? 
Well, just take this, Luke chapter 10 and verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them out two by two before his face into every city and place wherewith he himself would come. Verse 17, and the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fallen from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing by any means, amen, shall hurt you. Amen, is that right? Amen, notice this. Amen, and he said, notwithstanding, amen, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So we know what to rejoice about tonight. How many knows your names written in heaven? But notice this, Jesus, amen, commissioned or sent them out, amen, and what did he send them out to do? He gave them power to cast out the enemy. Friends, this is powerful because this is before the blood was shed. This was before Pentecost. This is before the Holy Ghost come. And Brother Brown says, amen, immediately after Jesus gave his disciples power against unclean spirits and they went casting out devils, he sent them out two by two. And as you go preach the kingdom of heaven, heal the sick, cast out devils, and they come back rejoicing happily. And he said, rejoice not because the devils are subject unto you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. He said, I beheld Satan falling from heaven like lightning. See, the power of that church moving forward had just upset the whole kingdom of Satan, you see. And he saw him drop from his places because God had again given power to his church to go out. And he beheld him falling like lightning from heaven. Amen. The power of that church. Amen. He said, I give you power over unclean spirits. And that really upset the kingdom of Satan. And what could we do with it today? Notice, friends, these 70 was commissioned by the Lord and sent out, amen, and given power over unclean spirits. And even Jesus testified, I beheld Satan falling from heaven like lightning under the power of, of, of that commission group that was sent out. And that was before Calvary or the Holy Ghost. Amen. And the prophet of God said, if they could do that then, what can we do tonight? Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, church. Amen. We just ain't got a little anointing on us. Amen. We ain't just got, amen, our hands laid on us. But the Holy Ghost itself, amen, is here tonight. Christ is here. Amen. He's in the believer. Amen. Listen. Amen. The blood, amen, has prevailed tonight. And the power is in you. If they could upset the kingdom of Satan, amen, with just that commission, what can we do tonight? Under Mark 16. Hallelujah. These signs shall. I don't know what y'all's Bible says, but mine says shall. It don't say maybe, it might, amen, could happen. These signs shall. Follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. Listen, friends, that ain't the commission of a prophet. That's not a commission of the pastor. That's not, that is your commission. How many believers are in here? Come on, if you ain't ashamed of it, lift your hand. How many believers are in here? Say, brother, how I know I'm a believer. Do you believe? That's what believers do. Amen. If you believe tonight, amen, you're a believer. Mark 16 applies to you. These signs shall follow them that believe. Amen. How many believe that? Amen. You are commissioned to cast out devils. Amen. You can say, get away from me. Amen. What did Brother Rill say in the greatest battle? He said, take and whack the devil. And then if he don't move, just go home and quit. I mean, if you try it one time and it don't work, then that must mean there's something wrong or something, you know. Just, amen, whack the devil. And if he don't move, just give up. That ain't what he said. He said, whack the devil. Whack, he said, cut him, in the, cut him with the word. Whether it be a demon, whether it be an enemy, whether it be sickness, whether it be disease, whatever it is, take the word, pull it with the sword, and whack him the first time. If it don't seem to move, whack it again. Yeah. 
and whack it again. And whack it again. And whack it until you chip a hole through. Hallelujah. And then say, where's the next one? Hallelujah. You know what Brother Brown said? He said, how did Grant take Richmond? He said, just as he come to it. Is that right? How did he take it? Just as he come to it. He said, how in the world are we ever going to get out of here? How in the world are we ever going to overcome? How in the world are we ever going to defeat the spirits of Laodicea? Just as we come to it, brother. One step at a time. Amen. I tell you what you need to do tonight is put one foot in front of the other and just keep on moving and keep on walking. And when the spirit rises up, whack him. If he don't move the first time, whack him again. If he don't move out, whack him again. And just keep on whacking him until you whack him out of your way and then look for the next one. Amen. Brother, I tell you, if we have to defeat the devil one devil at a time, let's just do it one devil at a time. Hallelujah. If some of you are here tonight and you got all kind of spirits warring against you. Why don't you just start with one? Hallelujah. Amen. Maybe you got pride, jealousy, lust, everything else. Amen. Just start with one tonight and whack him. And let's defeat one devil tonight and we'll get another tomorrow and another one. Oh, come on. Amen. Before you know it, you might get them all tonight. Amen. And if they had to do it one at a time, we'll do it one at a time. Hallelujah. Amen. But let's just keep whacking until we whack the devil down. Hallelujah. You got to study. You got to know your opponent. Let me, you know, it's pretty, I'll just give a little testimony. You know, God, God, God's such a good God. I thank God for every one of these brothers here and I tell you, brother, brother, brother Tim's just a. I, I just love and respect him so much, and look up to him, and all these brothers. Timothy's just a, a just a dear friend of my heart, and and brother Wayne, I, over the years, he's just been so close, and and the way that the Lord just brought us together is just supernatural, and 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 you know a lot of people uh, would never know this, but. I was studying, the Lord was dealing with my heart on this thought. Sometime back, I was going, there was just a lot of stuff, you know, going on. I was young people coming up and uh, had prayer, and I seen what a battle that they were in. The Lord just started dealing with me, and, and, and I took a series. I don't remember how many it was. Some of these poor people having to hear this stuff again. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, you know, what was supernatural about it? His brother Wayne had been, I don't remember where he was at, he was somewhere overseas. And he was overseas and he was coming back home. And I, he picked up the phone and called me and somehow in the conversation, we just got talking about something and he mentioned a certain sermon or something. Somehow it got brought up. And I said, man, I was just preaching and I told him the title of my sermon. He said, you got to be kidding me. He said, man, that is exactly what the Lord has put on my heart. I, I think he was just getting ready to preach it that night or something like that. And, in the, and we just kept talking. I said, you know, I said, man, I, went, I was listening to three sermons Brother Brown preached in the 55, the power of Satan, the power of He said, I listened to them on the plane. <laughs> it, was, it, it, was so, it was so supernatural how, and, and I said, he said, well, what was you getting out of it? I said, well, one of the main points that I was really seeing was that the conflict is not between you and Satan, but between God and Satan. This is not, this battle didn't start with you. Amen. This battle, it's not, you're not alone in this war. He said, man, that's, it, it's incredible because that's one of the very things that he was seeing out of it. It was just amazing. And in the conversation, or it might have been, I think it was in that conversation, he mentioned something about uh, uh, Muhammad Ali, which struck a, we were just talking, you know, a fellowship struck a chord to me, and I went and started stu uh, looking at it. And, uh, and, and, you know, it was something amazing about Muhammad Ali when he fought George Foreman. You know, in that, in that, in that uh, fight, you realize that uh, Muhammad Ali was a four-to-one underdog. He, he was an underdog in that fight. But, but there was, he, and he realized he could not overpower George Foreman. He, he, he had to outsmart him. 
he had studied his opponent to the place. He recognized and realized it, but he realized something that was very that was very powerful for him because he realized this man ain't never went past six rounds. Of course, everybody else looked at that and thought, man, they they saw it and was afraid by it. Because George Foreman was undefeated. He never went past six rounds because he had knocked everybody else out by then. <laughs> but, but Muhammad Ali began to realize he ain't used to going the distance. So I, all I got to do is wear him out and outlast him. And so, you know, when the day come, the, 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 the rumble in the jungle. I mean, they was, you know, here it comes. They was going to fight it out. And here, it, great, the great fight. I mean, it, at that time, it was one of the greatest sporting events that had ever happened. Amen. And, and, and they began to fight. And, and Ali just laid on the ropes. And for, for six solid rounds, he took punch after punch after punch after punch. And he just laid on them ropes and he went and rolled with the punches. Amen. Just took them licks. And Amen. Foreman was just beating him up. Amen. But in that seventh round, Amen. There was Ali. Amen. Lay on the ropes. And, and, and Foreman was looking for that knockout punch because he began to realize I'm wearing down. I got to knock this guy out. I don't want this thing going to the scorecards. I need to knock this guy out. So he went up there and he got a good lick in on Ali. Amen. And later on, Ali admitted it hurt real bad. But at that time, you know what he done? He looked right at George Foreman and he said, George, is that all you got? Is that the best you got? Is that all you can do? Amen. Look right straight at him. Is that the best you can do? Amen. And George Foreman lost the battle right there. Because he realized that is the best I got. That is all I got. Amen. And Ali went on to knock the guy out. You know what he did? He outlasted him. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you this tonight. Amen. This bride, this church of the living God, amen, has took lick after lick after lick for six solid church ages. She has been knocked around and beat up. Hallelujah. But here we are in the seventh round. And I believe some of you tonight just need to look right at that devil and say, devil, is that all you got? Is that the best you got, devil? Hallelujah. Brother, he might have given you some licks and they might have hurt, but you're still standing. Hallelujah. George Foreman couldn't figure it out. He said, I've hit him, amen, with the left hand. I've hit him with the right hand. I give him everything I got, and he's still standing. And the devil don't know what to think about you tonight. He has hit you with every weapon out of hell. He's hit you with every spirit of discouragement and depression. But you're still here. Hallelujah. You're still standing. Hallelujah. And I want to tell the devil tonight, devil, we're going to outlast you. Because when there is no more devil, you'll still be here. When there is no more depression, you'll still be here. When sickness is gone, hallelujah, when every demon is cast into the lake of fire, this bride will still remain. Hallelujah. Because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. No wonder the prophet of God called you an invincible army. You realize he called you an invincible army. Amen. Do you know what invincible means? It means bulletproof. Impregnable. Indominatable, insurmountable, amen, invulnerable, unbeatable, unstoppable, unquenchable. That's the stuff you're made out of. Whoa, brother, the devil don't even know what he's dealing with. Amen, it means that you can't be subdued. You're incapable of being taken by assault. You're incapable of being surmounted. You're incapable of being overcome, passed over, or solved. Do you realize you're an equation the devil can't solve? 
Hallelujah. You're a problem the devil can't solve. You're a mystery that he just can't figure out. Hallelujah. Amen. Unstoppable. Amen. You're too great to overcome. Amen. Not you, brother, but the power of Christ that is living on the inside. Because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. Let our musicians come tonight. Oh, let's give God the praise. Hallelujah. Let me encourage you, bride. This ain't the time to quit. This ain't the time to back up. This ain't the time to give up. This ain't the time to give to turn around. This ain't the time to retreat. Oh no, oh we're a Christian soldier marching on to war. Hallelujah. Amen. This is a time to rise and shine. Your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Fight like you never fought before. Press. Stand. Hallelujah. Let me encourage you, young people. Don't give up. Don't you dare quit. Don't even back up. Don't even look down. Look up. Reminds me of a little story I heard one time. Read, read one time about a about a he was in a battle. You know, and back in they used to, I guess they still do to some degree, but you know they had a flag boy going before him batter, battle, and he was lifting up that banner, aiming to remind them of what they was fighting for. What they're standing for. He's lifting up that banner. He's going before in battle. And they got in the heat of the battle. The battle got hot. And the enemy started backing them up. And all of a sudden, the, the sergeant, one of the, you know, the sergeant, I believe it was, he looked up and he saw that flag boy way up ahead of the troops. He hollered up there and he said, hey. He said, bring that flag back. That flag boy, he looked around him. He thought, man. I fought too hard to get here. He said, no, bring up the men. I sergeant said, bring that flag back over here. He said, oh no, you bring up the men. Let me tell you, I might be a little nobody tonight, but I'm just lifting up the banner of the cross. I'm lifting up the banner of this message and I've come too far to turn back now. I've fought too far to get where I'm at. I don't care who is calling me back. Amen. I ain't going back. Amen. We ain't retreating tonight. I say, oh no, bring up the men. Hallelujah. Come on up, brother. Come on up, sister. Come on up, bride. Hallelujah. It ain't time to quit. It's time to fight. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Give me the key of G. Hallelujah. Mm. Oh, victory, oh, victory shall be mine. Victory, oh, victory shall be mine. If I hold my peace, let the Lord fight my battles. Victory, oh, victory shall be mine. I said victory, oh, victory shall be mine.